was Johnny. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. Get away from her, you bitch. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Nightmare. I am your host Lorraine Purden and I am here to discuss the fictional horrors of the world. Sometimes they may be real. This week we are going back to 1997 with a guest. This is I Know What You Did Last Summer. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help and the girl stays in the car and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Pre-law, what's the charge for manslaughter? We make a pact. Right here, now we take the Sar grave. For the last year, four friends have kept a secret. Are you on drugs? No. Well, then what is wrong? I've had a rough year. But not all secrets stay buried. Somebody sent this to me. Oh my god. Someone knows. I know what you did last summer. Ooh. What they thought would be a new beginning. Toast to us. Is becoming a dead end. Somebody tried to kill you last night. We have to go to the police. If you wanted me dead, he could have done it. And the mistake they made. It was an accident. There was no accident. It was murder. What if he's still alive? Hey! What are you doing here? Is coming back to haunt them. Oh my god. He's after me too. I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. <laughs> Julie gets a body in a truck and you get a letter? That's balanced. She's waiting for us to unravel. <laughs> the wait is over. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Last Summer was directed by Jim Gillespie and the screenplay was by Kevin Williamson. The film is based on the novel by Lois Duncan. It stars Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen, Ryan Philippe as Barry and Freddie Bringe Jr. as Ray. One summer they hit a guy with their car and rather than go to police they dump the body in water despite the fact that person is still alive. As a result, the following year, the four are terrorised by a hook-wielding man out for revenge. So, as I said, there is a guest, and that is Ray from Being Bookish. She has been on many times, and we've discussed films such as Dead Ringers, The Lost Boys, and Taxi Driver, and a few more, so definitely go check them out. But Ray's podcast is, of course, mainly books, Being Bookish. And she has been known to cover a few films. So definitely go check that podcast out. And I will put the links 
in the show notes so you can have a listen. So as mentioned, I am here with Ray from Being Bookish and I finally got her to watch a horror film that was a bit more, well, I went easy on you. I'm working my way up with you, you see, to get... Um... I don't think it's going to work, working your way up to anything increasingly horror. Why, did you think this was horror? No. Okay, I, good. I, I just don't think it's going to be easy to convince me to watch anything extremely slasher. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I have very vivid dreams, which is why I watched this so do I. in the morning. <laughs> Um, but having said that, because we did, yeah, because you've done things like Gremlins and the Lost Boys, so like easy uh, ones to watch that you would have watched anyway. Yeah. And then know. we did Misery. Yeah. On mine. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you know, did you think of this as like, a, did you find it scary? Did you think it was a horror film? No, this had the kind of fear, fear levels of Buffy. Well, I did watch Buffy, but probably, yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? I preferred the book. <laughs> yeah. Is it that different? Yes, massively so. The motive the motive behind it is very similar, but the mm. slasher is very, very different. Yeah. There's no actual deaths. Yeah. The four kids are still alive at the end. And Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, the four kids are still alive at the end. And it's it was written for a YA audience. Yeah. It was written by Lois Duncan. And she wrote a lot of very, very 1980s YA books. Yeah. I think the thing with this for me, it was like, I, re I this is one I haven't gone back to. Because obviously it came after Scream, which was massive and is still amazing to this day. I love the Scream films, especially the first one. And when I watched this one this week, like I said, I haven't, I think I watched it when it came out and then I haven't I did really too. gone back to it. And I remember why. <laughs> It's not that great. No, it's not. And the thing is, I think I think the biggest problem for me with this film mm. was, as with any movie, when you watch it, you want to root for someone. You really do want to root for someone. But I didn't care if any of them survived. Yeah, the only one I was... I mean, obviously, Ryan Philippe's character, Barry, is oh, the biggest horrible. piece of shit going. But I, I, I remember him kind of from the 90s, and he was that bit of an asshole. Like when you think of him, well, you from think the, you think yeah. of him, and I think most people associate him with Cruel Intentions, yeah. which came out two years later. Yeah. Um. So he was really unlikable, and you kind of wanted to jump into the screen and you know fish hook him yourself. But um, you know the others weren't too bad. I mean, so obviously they're driving along and they hit this guy, and obviously Jennifer Love Hewitt's character was her name Julie. Julie James. She. She was like, what are we doing? And then Prince, Freddie Prinze was kind of like, meh. But Sarah Jessica Parker, she... Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She, she was a little hesitant, but she got into it really quickly. And she's the one that helps him throw him into the yeah. sea, to so be fair. So there wasn't much there, but I, I, was, I was okay with uh, Jules, with Julie. Yeah. But the other three, I, I felt... I felt like um, Freddie Prinze character. Ray. Ray. Oh, see, I can't even remember their bloody names. Right? Do you know what I mean? I felt... Good job I'm here then. Yeah, but yeah, I know my memory's so shit. But the thing is with him is like, I felt... He was a bit of a non... 
He was a non-character and I think that's what they played on because there was always that suspicion, Mm. especially on Barry's part, that that Ray was was the guy behind everything and he was the one who was saying, oh, um, who was threatening them and leaving the notes and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then you've obviously got Johnny Galecki's character in it. Max. Max. He Um, hasn't aged a day. I know, I was thinking that actually. And it's really weird watching him because he was a... I mean, I don't get why they killed him. I felt like he was a pointless death in it, to be honest with you. I just thought that was... I think he was kind of the way of going, oh, look, this guy's going to kill people. So we're just going Not only that, I think there was also the fact that Barry had threatened him earlier in the day. Yeah. And it was to show how vulnerable they were. Yeah. But in this, he was such an asshole. He was was smarmy. smarmy. Yeah, that's exactly what he was. And I was like, no that's not Leonard and uh, because I love the Big Bang Theory and I love him in that so it was really hard watching him like that and I didn't care that he got killed I didn't I was like it's kind of pointless like you knew it was going to happen yeah I mean it was so like they they didn't yeah they didn't kind of you know keep that hidden well at all and but then after him there's just a lot of shouting and is it you and you're this and you're that and nothing happens for quite a while no and then the real threats start with him getting nearly run over by his own car barry yeah and then helen's hair getting chopped off in her sleep yeah i mean what insane parents leave their bloody front doors open yeah, because he got in that he house He walked really in the quickly, house. Yeah. Her dad was in the living room. Yeah. She was in the kitchen and he walked into her bedroom. Yeah, but do you remember when Helen went in and spoke to her dad? He didn't even acknowledge her. No. And she's got that sister who's an absolute bitch. Yeah. So it doesn't seem... Elsa? Yeah, it doesn't seem... Yeah, because I kept thinking of Frozen while I was watching it. <laughs> um, they don't seem to have any sort of a relationship, like any of them. No, it seems like um, Elsa's very jealous of her sister. Mm-hmm. And make sure that Helen is aware that she's a failure. Yeah. But it's like, she went to New York for however long. We never get to the bottom of what happened in New York. Yeah, that was a bit vague. Like, was it, did something actually happen or... Or was she, or did she realise that, that I mean, her her dream was to be on Guiding Light, which is Mm. quite funny because Sarah Jessica Parker's breakout role was actually in a soap. Yeah. And... She was, oh, my dream, I'm going to do this. And I'll, after I've done this, we'll have three children together and everything mm. else. And they were love's young dream. Yeah. And then he doesn't even want to acknowledge her when they see each other again. It's almost as though Barry has said, no, last year, nothing happened. But what's he doing? He's at uni. No, with, he's at he's uni. at the same university as Julie is. Oh, right, okay. Because Helen says to her... Oh, did you see Barry? Oh, oh yes. we're in completely yeah. different... It's a big university. Yeah. We're in completely That's different right. circles. That's right. But yeah, he was like an absolute vile character. Yeah, but he was a vile character from the start. I yeah. mean, nothing was going to change it. Yeah, because you had to... Because Helen... He, all he was concerned about was his car. Yeah, but she... Like, she wasn't necessarily a bad person. I mean, yes, she gave in too quickly to throwing the guy they hit. That was alive over the... Um, you know, the fence pier. to hide him from. Do you remember at the start to hide yeah, him from? Yeah, but then also yeah. to get to get him on yeah. the, off the pier into the water when that, that was the point when they knew he was alive. But I never understood why she went with him. Like, why? Because he wasn't nice to her. He was only no, in it for the... No, but he was rich. 
He Ed was popular. Yeah. He was Good probably looking. the quarterback of the high school football team. Yeah. And Wouldn't all be of enough those... for me. He was such an asshole. He really was. But he yeah. was all of those things. And at 18, which is mm. how old they were, mm. this was something that's massively important. The thing that really frustrated me about the entire thing was in the book, mm. they actually knock over and kill a child on a bike. Oh, do they? Yeah. Ew. And the person who seeks vengeance against them is the kid's brother. Oh, all right. And he sets up as a romantic interest for both Julie and Helen. Okay. And woos them. And then he shoots Barry in the stomach, but Barry survives. Yeah. And that's the extent of it. He gets discovered because they report him to the police. Yeah, I suppose, though, killing a kid's a bit... you, You don't really do that in horror films. No, yeah. but that that's what yeah. I mean. This was such a... Um, it wouldn't have worked a, in this. It was such a bastardization. But then the fact that they kill this guy mm. and the only reason he's doing all he's doing is, in a way, to hide the fact that he was just coming back from killing someone else. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a convoluted plot. Yeah. There was no way anybody could have guessed yeah, that he was the, the killer. Yeah, because the guy that they killed, he was... In the car with your man's, he was. Oh no, no, because it. Yeah, yeah. What they done is the yeah, guy they that thought, they see they at the beginning they killed the guy. In, that, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the very Lost Boys inspired yeah. and he was opening. The, dad, the other guy was the dad of the daughter that died in the car, in accident, the car accident the year before. She? Yeah, and it's just such a convoluted yeah. plot that by the time you get to the discovery, there's no exposition. No, he doesn't ever really explain why he's doing this. Yeah. So he was obviously psychotic to start with. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is just like, I don't care. I I agree. I think it was like a lot of noise of them arguing. And then it gets like a little bit interesting because we do think it's about this young boy who they goes to Aunt Hesh's David Egan. Which... There's so much Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes here from the first Yeah, one, I know. I thought that... I really thought that because it had been so long yeah. and I knew by that point it was like it's nowhere near the book. Yeah. You do start to think that Anne Hesh's character, Missy... Is the killer. Is the killer. Yeah, yeah. Because I... Especially when they see the rain slicker in her house. Yeah, no, because I remember thinking, oh God, was it her? And stuff like that. Because I couldn't... I, like I said, I haven't seen this film since it came out. But... So 26 years ago. And to be honest with you, I always think that would have been a better story, is to have her do it. Yeah, it would have been a great revenge thing, which is kind of like... Yeah, but then what would her motive have been? Because they didn't kill her brother. No, they didn't. Whereas in the book, it's the brother of the killed child that is murdered. Well, maybe that's why they brought her in for, like, that connection, because everyone's talking about David Egan at the time as the guy... They think has that, been that killed. They think it's been killed. Um, but I did I did like that whole kind of vibe. That 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 was the scene where I kind of got that bit of a horror vibe from because it, it was creepy. out in the middle of nowhere. The house was basically that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She was wearing that overall. apron type overall thing and it was really creepy. And you could imagine something bad happened in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I do feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity because when... Uh, Julie then finds out it's not him, it's not her brother type thing, and then goes looking. I was like, oh, you know, it kind it's of like, felt well, a bit. It was, it fell flat, didn't yeah. it? That was, I think, that was the thing for me with that whole. It leads you to make these assumptions, mm. 
and you can think, oh, this is going to be the way that it goes and this is going to be what happens. And then you get the real story and it's like, oh, really? But then I suppose, is that like reality sometimes when you're trying to work out a mystery of who done it type thing? You end up going down all these wrong paths. Yeah, but normally the plot makes a bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, as you said, Kevin Williamson wrote Scream. Mm -hmm. He wrote Scream 2, which came out the same year Mm. as this. And he also wrote Dawson's Creek, which many think is a fantastic teen drama. I just found it, yeah, let's not go there. I was more a Buffy girl all the way. I preferred Dawson's Creek. Yeah, but he wrote Dawson's Creek. And you look at that and you look at his skill with writing teenage Mm. characters and then look at these teenage characters and think, were you drunk? Yeah, because it's a very, they're very over the top. They're very dramatic. It's like they, they're all on something because they just cannot control their emotions at all. They overreact to literally everything. No, I know. She looks like she's in the midst of a breakdown of some sort. Yeah, every time you see her, she's, she's going to start crying. You think yeah. he's going to um, smash your head in with something. Yeah, because he really does go massively over the top. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Ray... He's a bit more like, I don't know what's going on. And then you've got Helen, who is kind of slowly figuring out. And But I do like how they do her death, I have to admit. They do. The funny thing is, though this film was slated mm. really badly, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen got an ovation because they said that they found her character, given she was a side character, not the main, that her character was so well rounded out and she did it really well. She was the best one in this. She was the best one in this because she, like you said, like, so she starts off while she's this, you know, prom queen pageant winner type thing. She doesn't come across like the normal one, like the ones are used to seeing. Which makes you think that something happened in New York. So like when, when we first see her with Barry, I feel like she's, that isn't her. I feel like she's playing the role she's supposed to play with being this pageant Giggly, kind of brain gorgeous dead. yeah and then she goes to new york obviously something happens she comes back and when she meets julie for the first time she looks like she's really come down a peg or two and hi how are you and i like, think that the yeah. reality of failure yeah because she was so sure of herself and it's almost like the things the events that occurred the summer previously have hit her quite hard not as hard as they hit julie because yeah. dear god she looks like death warmed up yeah um but she is i mean she and julie is failing at university despite Mm. having won multiple awards at school her mum's concerned about her performance because apparently the dean is saying she's got one last chance or she's Mm. getting kicked out and the events of the summer really hit her hard but But everybody else seems to have just i mean barry seems to i think he's an alcoholic yeah but i think the thing with barry is barry's one of these guys where he comes from this rich home and if you noticed when when that happened when they hit the guy he was so like this is what we're doing but he believes that the way he talks to people and treats people they will do what he said and not only that they did yep and then but with with um with ray he's kind of like it's like he's just forgotten it ever happened. But not know? only that, at the time, he said, I don't have the money for a fancy lawyer. Yeah. It would be that it would be an injection for me. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think Barry is the one with all the money. Therefore, he has mm. that ultimate power, mm. the patriarchy, as it were. Mm. 
But he also seems to have this inflated opinion of himself. All he's focused on, oh, when they see the blood on him, it's not like, oh my God, there's blood. It's, oh, it's not mine. Yeah. That in, in itself is enough to make you want to smack him around the head with a two by four. But that you see, like, I don't know, obviously, is this the way in America, but you see with a lot of these uh, school kids, like, especially the the popular ones, so Barry and Helen especially. Yeah. And then, obviously, I, and I don't understand why the people don't realise this when they're in these settings, like teenagers. When you leave that setting, you're now the small fish. Yeah. You're not the big dog around town anymore, around school. You're not the scary one anymore. You're not the pretty one anymore. You're now an adult. So, like, you go off with all these, I'm the pageant queen, I'm going to go to New York, I'm going to make it. No, you're coming back and working in your dad's shop. Barry, and your sister's going to be your boss. Exactly. And Barry, he's gone off to uni, but he's still a dick, you know, and no one wants to listen to him. So his power when that happens was him, this is what we're doing, and he shouts and yells at them so much and is so aggressive, they go for it. But when he when they come back, they've all grown up a bit, especially Julie and Ray. They haven't seen him for ages. He doesn't have that power over them anymore. But and they you see still him fall like basically coming apart because he doesn't have that. But control. they still listen to him when he's the one in the hospital with his broken arm and everything after being hit by the car, and he says, "We're not going to the police," and everyone goes, "Yeah, okay." No, the police thing I get, but they start digging more. But if they'd gone to the police, they might oh, God, still yeah. be alive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, the police thing, yeah, but I feel like they're they're it's all coming apart now. And he knows he's losing control of it all. And obviously this guy's here now. So there's a bit more, you know. Yeah. Like before they hit someone, they thought that was it. But now there's a bit more to it because this guy's going around sending them letters and threatening them and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, a lot of it's just about them all just completely falling apart. But the Helen thing, I didn't want Helen to die. I'll be honest with you. I didn't give a shit about Barry. Oh, Barry needed to die. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ray... Ray, I just, it was such a non-character. Julie, at the start, I was like, yeah, I root for her. But then she became too whiny and annoying. But Helen, Helen to me, seemed like the only one that actually was was growing up and realising that life isn't all tiaras and long, beautiful blonde hair. I'm surprised that Julie had a voice at the end of the film. All I could see was scary movies when uh, Anna Faris's character does that. Are spinning around. That's that, that's the funny thing see. is I um I was reading something and it turns out the um not Carmen Electra the girl from American Pie yeah. her character in I still know what you did last Friday the Thirteenth is modelled on Sarah Michelle Gellar's character in this film. Oh, all right, yeah, I didn't know that. But no, but her kill I do love it. Like the way she's wearing, but that's when her sister infuriated me. So she's like banging on the door, and you can see that she's in this absolute panic because her sister's still at the shop. But her sister takes her sweet ass time to like get, and she's almost like, "What? What do you?" Well, want? that's the thing. And I mean, like, you look at what her sister. Yeah, but look at what her sister said to her when the guy was watching in her bedroom. Yeah, and he said, and she says, "Oh, you ca- you just your hair is your focus, kind of thing." Yeah, which gives him the idea to chop yeah. her hair off instead of ch- slitting her throat, I suppose. Which I'd rather, but. But I did, yeah, that whole thing was good. I mean, didn't care about the sister. She was killed. She's just, like, so annoying. She was collateral damage. But I don't, I feel like Helen would have been a great final girl more than Julie because Helen put up such a fight. 
Like, she did put up a good fight, like, climbing up that yeah. rope and all that kind of shit. And she was in, like, that dress and high heel shoes and all that kind of stuff. So I do, I did feel for her in that way. I wish she had um, she was gotten the, away. She would have been the non-stereotypical final girl. Yeah. Whereas Julie was kind of the yeah. stereotypical. They were trying to make Julie Sydney. Like yeah. She, she, she was even oh, absolutely. the Campbell faces, like, do you know what I mean? And so I kept on looking at her after a while and I was like... Yeah, you're just basically trying... They're just trying to make another... It's quite funny that yeah. both both um, Nev Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt work together in Party of yeah. Five. Yeah. And yeah, every time I, I see that, that it's like... Yeah. It's, uh, every time I see them in anything, it's like they work together. And she isn't that great an actress. I did. I, I she didn't... relies on her big eyes and tiny little face and small features. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Yeah. To be an appealing character, especially in this film, mm. and she's not. As I said, I mean, you said you'd have you'd have preferred if Helen had been the final girl. Mm. And the thing is, because they based it, they could have swung it that way mm. because they based it on a book that they'd already ruined anyway. Yeah, because all four of them survive in the book. Yeah. No, I think she would have um, been a better one. Thinking oh, of it, and the murderer in the book's called Collingsworth. <laughs> Oh, is he? Yes. Is he British? <laughs> no, he's American. <laughs> um, and the actual deaths in themselves, they're not... They're not explicit. No, they're not great. Like, there's nothing... There's really almost... There's I feel almost... like Max got the raw end of the deal with that one. Yeah, but you don't really yeah. even see Max's death. No, when you put... When he goes and you he's pulled over those fish tank things. Yeah, I feel like his one was the one that made me kind of, you know... I mean, it almost felt like they were they were quite tame, mm. the deaths. Yeah. But then the film's only a 15, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the deaths weren't over the top at all. And it I was, was kind of slash a light. Because you don't usually have, it's usually like, I was expect. I, I thought that all, I thought the only person that survived was Jennifer Love Hewitt because I didn't remember it. Yes, it was slash a light, yeah. I think, in this instance, mm. because the deaths weren't, massively explicit yeah and they're just i i really do feel disappointed in the convoluted manner of the story the boat thing at the end though was all right although when she thinks it's ray and then the guy goes go go get on my boat like to safety and she does you're like yeah but not only that then she sees that ray is being attacked and she goes ray look at it's like You've just distracted him, you stupid cow. Shut up. And then she's like in the boat and she's looking at the wall. Like she sees it and then she goes, oh, I must go in for more of a look. And you're like, just freaking leg it. You're, yeah. You could even jump over the side now. I mean, that are, was the thing. By the dock. That, that was the thing that got me was she had an option to get off the boat yeah. before it took away, yeah. before it sort yeah. of sped away from the dock. And she just stood there. Yeah. And you're thinking, hello, Gormless. Yeah. Yeah, so and I know that's the whole horror thing, like yeah, but know, that was can, but really was, lame. Yeah, especially when they, you know, the way they speak in Scream about. I mean, I know like Neve Campbell says things, you know, you should be running out the front door instead of going up the stairs, and she, then she runs up the stairs. But it's kind of like they've pointed out all these things, and now in this, they're like doing all every the single one of them things. because you first of all you wouldn't have got on that boat no oh god no you know and when you saw that you wouldn't stop to have a big read of what was going on so it's like i'm gonna take my time now yeah 
I don't even know if I've seen any of the others, if I've seen the second there's, one. There's three mm. in total. And there's a TV series as well. Yeah, I started, I think I started watching that. I can't remember. Um, but I think they're doing a, I think I've seen something about They them. are because Sarah Michelle Gellar was asked if she was going to be like, in no, it. I'm and dead. she said, no, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, I mean, I was quite bored and really disappointed. And I remember, and I know some people, because I've seen some horror podcasters, that like, they love this film. And I really don't know why. Yeah, but do they love this film or do they love the people in it? See, that's the weird thing. Like, I thought that the acting in this was, I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar was really, like, was the best acting in it. I didn't think anyone else was, but I've seen them all. Because I don't mind Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I like Freddie Prinze Jr. And I think Ryan Philippe is a really good actor. And I've seen them in stuff where I thought they were really good. But in yeah. this, like maybe it's because they were just starting out. Like, do you know what well, I mean? That's the thing. I mean, as I said, with Sarah Michelle Gellar, she'd been in a soap before yeah. she was in that. She started in Buffy. Mar Buffy started airing in March. I think it was March 27th that year. Yeah. So she'd been in Buffy and they were filming the second season. In fact, the second season had started airing when second season's the best one by the way no arguments uh <laughs> buffy is so boring shh you hush uh <laughs> and i said what i said <laughs> and she'd so she'd started filming and the second season was airing when this mm. was released in december that year yeah and of course she'd also been the kind of drew barrymore ish inspired character in scream 2 yeah whereas i think that and obviously Jennifer Love Hewitt had been in Party of Five. Yeah, see, I didn't get the whole Drew Barrymore thing with Sarah Michelle Gellar in Scream 2. No, I think that she was modelled on her, though, wasn't it? Weren't they filming a film? Yeah. And she was in the sorority house or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's in, yeah, she's in sorority, but, like, yeah, it just didn't. Um... Even down to her hair. Yeah, I didn't think it was. <laughs> I didn't think it was anything. I think they just had blonde hair and were white girls. <laughs> yeah, but it was blonde hair styled the yeah. same way and everything. But it was, I think, for that kind of thing, this was considered, because it was a 15, it was more accessible to the younger audience. Mm. But I think they made a mistake in not using the source material more. Yeah, it sounds like, from what you say about the book, there would have been more there. But I'd, I'll be honest with you, I think if they had, for me, I think I, I hated the Barry character. Yeah, but the Barry character is the only one who seriously got hurt in the book. He was shot in the stomach. Maybe I just didn't see him get hurt enough. <laughs> <laughs> he got killed. Nah. Yeah, I know. The pain was over. Um, <laughs> shot in the stomach would take a... Did he die instantly or did no, he... No, he didn't die. He oh, was yeah. shot in the there stomach. and it I think it severed part of his spinal cord and everything else. And he was in hospital. And that was another thing. That hospital was a bit kind of um, hmm. like a mental institute hospital. It's like yeah, hospitals in horror film in general, they're 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 weird and creepy. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? That hospital just looked like it was unsanitary. Mm. I feel like with Barry, it would have been better just to mess up his face. Because he thinks he's this hot dude and everyone fucking wants to shag him. I think if they just fucked up what he looked like, that would have been a that yeah, would have uh, been maybe. better. That would have been a life um life. But sentence. the thing was they didn't want to give him a life sentence, they wanted him off this earth. Yeah. But that's the thing, I mean, that I think for me, the motive with mm. Ben Willis was just, 
weird. Yeah, because the thing is, they that's they they killed. Well, they didn't kill the person because he he wasn't dead when he was in the water. Yeah. So basically, that was the father of the girl that was killed, but they had nothing to do with that. Well, no, not only that. Yeah, but it was also. I wonder if he thought. Well, they left him for dead. Well, maybe so that's he, what it is. You left me for dead. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. But, but also, he too just much on the daughter. But I thought. also, yeah, but that's because he'd killed. Yeah. The guy who was responsible for his daughter's death. Yeah. On that night. Yeah. Which so is why they to, thought yeah. that they'd killed Barry. Bit of a stretch. Uh, killed David Egan. Yeah, a bit of a stretch. It, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what. That's what for me didn't gel. It was such a stretch that. I didn't care. The yeah, most it would have been better if it was like, you fuckers left me for dead. Now yeah. I'm going to kill you. Or you killed someone I cared about. Yeah. Which is what it is in the book. Mm. Yeah. No, that's that that I would have got, you know. So like if it was David Egan they had killed and it was Anne Hesch doing it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, walk but, right into the but this, spider's lair. Yeah, but I think if they had just left it where you tried to, you killed me and you left me for dead because you threw me in the water and you knew I was alive, fine. I get that. But they kept on bringing in the, the David Egan and the girl, yeah. which kind of didn't really have anything to do with what they did. No, it didn't. Yeah. Because it was, almost, it was almost as though it was trying to like, ooh, make, you feel, <laughs> make you feel a tiny bit of sympathy for yeah. him for losing his daughter. Yeah. But at the same time, make you realise that he was a psychotic killer because he yeah. killed the guy that was responsible yeah. for her death. And that was the issue I had. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, why are you having to make it so confusing? Yeah. Why does it need to be so complicated? Mm. Oh, it's Avril Lavigne's song. But why did it have to be that way instead yeah. of being a straightforward, you left me for dead? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It just... Ugh. And that ending. Oh, when she's... Yeah, that really... So she's in... Um, university. Uni, a different she's, university. She's obviously on the phone to Ray because they're talking about what we're going to do when they, you can ravish me and all that kind of shite. As she's um, getting in the shower. As she's getting in the shower. And then it's like, yeah... I, I I still know. I know even more. <laughs> yeah. I still know what you did last summer. Yeah. Actually, it's not I still know what you did last summer. It's I still know what you did the summer before last. But then... I know what you did two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know what you did. You're guilty. But then now he's got obviously more anger because he's lost a hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So how could he leave notes? Yeah. Maybe, he learned, maybe he's is it ambidextrous. Or maybe he's left-handed. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's the way that it ends because it yeah. doesn't end on the note. It ends with, it ends him, with him coming through the glass of Which her shower. Real. That can't be real. That's her imagining it. Is it? I, I don't know, Ray. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I have. I don't I, remember the second one. I think I watched the second one maybe when it came out. I don't it know stars Brandy. I, um, I don't think I did. But I, I honestly don't think I cared. No, because, I mean, I might have seen it, but I don't remember this one. Um, and if, the thing is, if, if you're not I interested had, enough I in I wouldn't the... have suggested it to you, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would have picked out something else. Yeah, but I'm quite difficult to pick for when it comes to horror films. Yeah, but we're getting there. Yeah. You got me reading. I did. No, I, I can read, but... <laughs> That did sound a bit like, I taught you how to read. No, but usually I listen to Audible books and for Ray, we just did an episode on Ray's podcast because it's her birthday today and uh, I'm at Ray's house. I've come to visit her 
and I read Practical Magic in book form, whereas usually I do everything by Audible. So I did that for your podcast. So I'm going to make you watch something for mine. I just did. It's called this. Yeah, well, yeah, I let you off the hook there with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the hook. <laughs> Get it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, apparently this is based on the hook hand myth. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they kept talking about that, didn't they? Yeah, they, they? did. Oh, it's yeah. an urban myth. Yeah. Therefore, there is some truth in it, says Ray. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, did you think, did you get a kind of Lost Boys-esque vibe at the very beginning? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. When they were at the beach and stuff. But it was such a 90s soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about right at the very beginning when it's zooming over the cliff. Oh, the, 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 yeah, credits. the opening oh, credits. Yeah, she wrote that down at home. Very, yeah. very Lost Boys-esque, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I thought. Over the ocean and yeah. stuff, yeah. Over the oceans that, and the yeah. cliffs and the rocks, yeah. in the dark. And then it all of a sudden yeah. we see David Egan sitting mm. on a cliff edge. Yeah. I think, they needed, I think they need to make, needed to make more of a thing. If they were using that entire plot, yeah. they needed to have actually seen or witnessed David Egan's death mm. for it to have any purpose. Yeah. But I did want to. I'm quite happy that Barry died. Because he was horrible. And I'm so sorry Johnny Galecki's character was just sleaze. Oh, he was so smarmy. Yeah. Ew. Hasn't changed yeah. in appearance at all, but he was just I know, very, did. very yeah. good at being sleazy in this. He just looked exactly the same. But, um, yeah, but overall, like, I won't watch this film ever again. I mean, if someone came to my house and they were like, can we watch it? I'd be like, okay. But I... I you I pick up a book. I won't watch this again. I won't. No, I I rented it. I don't often Sorry. rent from Amazon. I feel like I should pay you the £2.49. <laughs> it's funny because it was one of those things I thought, oh, they gave me the option of renting it in high definition. It's like, it's not going to make the film any better, is it? No, no, no. But overall, yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. Out of five stars? One and a half. That's been generous. For Helen. Yeah, that's why the, that's what the one star's for. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, horror fans, if you love this film. That's the thing. I mean, everybody has a thing that they love about something. Mm. And this film, if you really want to find a good plot in this particular title, read the book. Because at least it makes sense. Yeah. There's no death in it, but there are some kind of sinister characters there is a death it's just not gruesome and I, I think with slashers you need like you need that the thing is with the slashers like I didn't give a shit about fisherman guy no neither did I I didn't care about fisherman guy but when I watch you know Michael Myers Freddy Krueger Ghostface Jason Friday the 13th you know, you, you get invested. They've got a pretty good origin story. Yeah, and you get invested in them and you want to see more of them. Whereas this guy, it was just basically, you know, there was nothing kind of superhuman, crazy about him. He was just some dad that was like, my daughter's dead and you try to kill me, so I'm going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? It was just some weird revenge thing. Whereas the others are more... Yeah, but it was the thing was, if it was a, a logical revenge thing... yeah. Then, yeah, but why wait a year? Yeah. And why do it in such a way instead of just go round and... I mean, he could have had them arrested. <laughs> that would have ruined their lives. 
He could have had them arrested. The end. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it would have, it would have put us out of our yeah, misery. Exactly. But yeah, I think when it goes to the other slasher films, they're definitely. And I think it waited too long to start killing them off. Yes. That was the problem. Because when they killed Max, I was like, I fuck Max. Like, he's not even part of this. Like, he's just some smarmy git who's trying to get into bloody... Helen's, Julie's, uh, Julie's knickers. Julie's knickers. But the other four, they were there that night. And I know Max kind of, maybe that's their way of justifying it. Max kind of showed up that night in his truck. But... Yeah, it just took too but long. But they'd already dis the body had already been moved by that point. Yeah. So how did he know about Max? Exactly. I mean I found the found Because maybe uh, no, but they did go, It's Max. She did say it's Max. Oh wow. So he must he must have heard. Oh, went, so that was the so motive. Max could have saved me and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bury him in a load of crabs in Julie's What a way to go. Yeah, that was kind of gross. That's really gross. But um yeah. But yeah, next time I'll get you a better one. So I am sorry. Yeah, well, one and a half stars out of five. Yeah. But on that note, we shall we shall leave it be. And I apologise to any I know what you did last summer fans. <laughs> I'm not apologising for anything. No, exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, so exactly. uh, where can people find your podcast, Rachel? Okay. Sorry, Ray. I was going to say, Rachel, who's that? Uh, you can find my podcast. I'm on at being underscore bookish on Twitter. I am being bookish pod on Instagram, where you just see pictures of books that I've read. And it's quite lots of books. And then I am also on TikTok as oh, worry, yeah. I know I am as being bookish reviews. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, because they being bookish had already gone. And I didn't want to be being bush, bookish pod on there. Being bushes. Being bushes. Yeah, I know. Being bushes. That's I'm blaming the, the Prosecco. <laughs> and you can find my podcast at Being Bookish. And I'm on pretty much every single podcatcher out there, I think. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. And my pleasure. Another horror film for you. And uh, as always, you can find me on Once Upon a Nightmare in many places or a Nightmare Pod on Twitter. And I will chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.